Welcome to the podcast Life of Emerald. We all have mental and physical health. You know they go both hand in hand. They are connected. But have we as society stigmatized mental health to our detriment? Let's talk about it. You're listening to the podcast Life of Emerald. I'm your host, Kate. We're a spiritual organization empowering millennials and Generation X to stand up to the universal truth grounded in oneness with a creation based on love, peace, harmony. Be true to yourself. We balance the science and spirituality, modern innovation, ancient wisdom. Shall we normalize mental health in 2022? This is a global movement. Make mental health normal. Our honorable guest today is Eric Dennis, an innovative thinker, a proven leader. Eric is a dynamic force for good in the crypto space and other vehicles. His passion for helping groups of people come together to do good in the community drives his continued success. Eric really enjoys helping others to discover their gifts and talents. A strong ability to strategize and create solutions is key to our success. An overcomer, a cancer survivor, and visionary entrepreneur with a true commitment to serving the community with compassion and inclusivity. I'm proud to introduce and interview entrepreneur Eric. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Kate. I really appreciate this. It's a great platform. I appreciate what you're doing here. I appreciate your presence for our listeners, Eric. Shall we get started? What is your view on mental health in general? My Mine is similar uh, and it meant that mental health should be viewed equally to physical health because they work hand in hand. Uh, and if you look at things from a holistic perspective, you can't have one without the other. It provides a balance. Uh, that's that's my general view on, on mental health. I think the current state of it, say socio-politically, whatever you may label it as, uh, it's getting better. People are able to be able to come out. It is becoming more normalized as is your goal. That's encouraging. Maybe a good sign. <laughs> Eric, what's your one personal story pertaining to mental health which has shaped your life view today? In the bio, it was intriguing to find that you're a cancer survivor. Can you take us on a journey? Sure, yeah. I, I was uh, diagnosed with stage 3 lymphoma, um, given about eight months to live, early 2019. Uh, had to go through many different medical treatments, standard fare of cancer treatments like chemo, radiation, and surgery. I was able to endure through all of that and come through on the other side now, surviving on my way to further thriving. That's a good thing. Yeah, and I have a story about maybe what led up to that as well. Uh, it depends on where you want to focus. You can guide me there. Did you say 2019 you experienced this? Yeah, in uh, early 2019 is when the diagnosis came, but I was actually suffering with the disease probably for closer to a decade or more. Unbeknownst to me, I had been suffering with this cancer for a long, long time, you know, and, and it was it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Are you cancer-free now? Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, told that uh, they can't find any, so that's that's good. But with my particular kind, it is uh, sort of one that is hard to completely diagnose. So, but I, I do feel that yeah, I am on well on the road to being fully healed and cancer-free. 
that's the prognosis they gave me. And then with the surgery also removing the part that they were finding that was lighting up, if you will, on the scans, actually just physically removing that, uh, makes me feel pretty good that it's you know, a complete result from the treatments. So. This is a good sign. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> Eric, can you share with us how did your cancer journey affected your mental health? And how, what helped you get through the challenges? Well, I would say that my faith was a tremendous factor, uh, as well as my, well, my partner. Having some support there was instrumental. Of course, the physicians at uh, UCSD here in San Diego uh, saved my life. And just having a strong will to survive is, is one of the main things. I think that being fairly young was helpful to get through these harsh treatments that, you know, we're ultimately able to get rid of this from my body, so. Mm -hmm. Is there any tumultuous emotions you felt during the healing process? Most definitely. Um, there were a lot of hurdles to overcome throughout the treatment process as well as throughout the healing and the recovery process, which I'm, I'm still in a part of that now recovering from things like long-term medications to control uh, different issues uh, related to the recovery, healing from the cancer, and then getting away from those medications is one whole entire subject. The illness itself and, and the effects the treatments had on my body and my mental was drastic. It left me feeling broken, really physically and mentally for a long time, a couple of years. And then also compounding that with going through the pandemic uh, scenarios at the same time, it was, it was a lot going on mentally, very challenging. One of the biggest stressors of that experience and one of the biggest things I learned almost simultaneously were that people who have not been through that experience cannot relate to it fully and they have different expectations for you as a person, uh, say in close relationships, maybe where people used to possibly rely on, maybe let's say a ride somewhere in the past. They might may have said, you know, uh, Eric will come take me for this ride. Well, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And right? I'm not feeling well today. I'm going with the cancer thing. I've had these treatments and they made me feel ill. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's, you know, you've been doing this for so long. How, you know, how can you leave me hanging? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I've got some stuff going on right now. Maybe you could be a little more considerate. There was a lot of that uh, that was challenging for me. And I think that those feelings, uh, it started to manifest itself in like a realization that I was framing my experience and also experiencing life like uh, almost through a lens of self-pity at that point. It's detrimental in all aspects. <laughs> uh, once you get to a level of self-pity in your mental, it's it's not good. So, but to realize that and have that light come on during that period was instrumental in working toward overcoming that. And I think it's something that just people in general have to struggle with their perception of themselves, self-worth and all of this mental health things that play into a balanced whole person. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there was a lot going on there and more of my entrepreneurial experience and what I experienced that also contributed to the physical issues were uh, these mental issues of really setting my goals too high and too far away, not setting enough little close goals or even smaller long-term goals so that it would be more achievable and make me feel like I was achieving progress or momentum as opposed to having one big giant goal that makes it difficult to not only deal with failures when they come up, but also to make it feel like you're having progress when you just have one big giant goal. So that, that was one of the parts where I contributed to my own mental illness, if you will, or burnout. I experienced severe burnout during that time because having that big, hairy, audacious goal off in the future, people can say it can be a good thing. Yes, but you have to have other goals smaller in the middle to get you there because you're not just going to go straight from zero all the way to the end goal immediately. And some people want that wish, <laughs> that immediate gratification in today's society. Of course, it's very prevalent. Basically, what that did is it would compound any kind of failure that would take place. My mind, just as a newer entrepreneur at this point, was not set up to handle failure. It had no idea that failure was even a part of the equation. So long after the fact, when I started studying other successful entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and these large entrepreneurs who go, oh, yeah, we, we expect to fail. Yeah. yeah. We expect to fail. And I went, what? What do you mean you expect to fail? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, whenever uh, somebody would fall short in fulfilling my expectations of their performance, or even I would fall short in my own expectations of my performance, just in a general speaking, it would compound that stress because now only, not only do I feel like I'm not making progress towards this huge goal, but I'm almost feeling like I'm going backwards at that point. So there's a big value in setting small goals along the way. And that was a big contributor for me. You know? That, that's a brilliant point. Yeah. About expecting, setting the appropriate expectation that is pragmatic, also realistic, and also have room for idealistic visions as well. And would you say that setting ourselves to be okay when the mental health issues come up and that's okay, we can, we can have mental health problems. Well, we call it problem, but this is a universal thing about being a human, would you say that? I would and definitely agree. And also from the viewpoint or perspective of a CEO or somebody acting in a founder or a team leader capacity, that it is almost hard to show your weakness in that capacity because you don't want to undermine the confidence of your constituency by saying, you know, I've been suffering from depression for the past year because I feel like the project isn't really going anywhere. If you say something like that as a CEO or a leader, you know, you're gonna, probably going to have a lot of attrition after that, right? <laughs> Fear, right? I completely understand where you're coming from. But as a visionary like yourself and myself, could we change the narrative today? What is wrong? There's nothing wrong with feeling depression. I mean, it's, uh, one of our speakers spoke about how they found hope in the news anchor of the 60-minute TV show, when he came out and said, hey, I'm feeling this sad or depressed, this was the impact 
the result of this person surviving. So, as a CEO like yourself and myself, we can and start embracing that we're feeling A, B, C, and make it normal. What do you think? Uh, I would agree. That is、uh, part of the reason why I'm here is because I, I totally agree with what you are perpetuating here, and to yeah help erode those、uh, old school myths that you can't share, be yourself, even as a high level leader. Eric, what is your go-to strategy for calming your mind instantly? Yeah, I would say centering.、Uh, I'm able to、uh, center my mind、uh, and, and stop the the thoughts that you know maybe bombarding us from a stressful situation by either focusing on a,、uh, something else or becoming present to something else like physical sensation or my breath.、Uh, Some people, or I, I sometimes use a combination of centering and grounding. Like maybe put my feet in some cold grass or something like that works for me. Do you hug a tree? Hug a tree?、Uh, I haven't tried that yet, but I give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> What is your six-word story you like our audience to take with today? Be gentle, love yourself, and be proactive. Absolutely necessary to be gentle with ourselves. Eric, how do our audience get in touch with you? Very easy. You could go to the Instagram at this is a good sign, or you could go to this is a good sign dot com. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks for being with us here today and sharing your hero's journey with cancer, going through the challenges to come back up onto the surface like a whale, and sharing with us. Eric, thank you so much, Kate. I appreciate it. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us today, empowering millennials and Generation X to stand up to what's normal. I appreciate your time. This is an episode series, "Make Mental Health Normal Again" with Life of Emerald, advocating for listeners like you. For more information, subscribe to our community Instagram page, Life of Emerald underscore. Find us on LinkedIn at Life of Emerald. Finally, visit our homepage, lifeofemerald.com. Till next time, take care.